Hello, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Dave, and welcome to episode five of the Unbelievable Me podcast. It's our first ever midweek edition, I believe. So, see if yeah, it. I think uh, it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have enjoyed the weekend ones, but can they do it on a hot <laughs> Wednesday night in Plymouth in Utrecht? That is a question. <laughs> um, so, as usual, kick off with a themed eleven. Um, yeah. What were you thinking tonight, Luke? Right. Well, for the, I'm trying to think. For the for, for tonight's one, what we do is a the one with most potential that I thought of recently was a cl- a cloves eleven. So like okay, items good, of good. And stuff like that, right? Um, I had some others, but I don't think they've got any potential maybe we we might uh we might churn them out when we run out of content a little bit later. some of the uh europa league uh options <laughs> right so i've got a team name which we can just about get away with so i've gone for right at me mill mill wall as in oh. wall off a oh, sheet good good yeah um in keeping with the the mill wall theme I've gone with uh, a manager as well, so I've picked us a manager. Oh, always prepared. Was was an actual Millwall manager at one point, Kenny Jacket. Kenny Jacket, very good, very good. Yeah. Um, no work, no we, work required there. Might as well get into the eleven. I was gonna uh, keep it Dutch with a snood hullet. A snood hullet, yeah, that's a good one. He, I suppose he's kind of an accessory, but. You know, it's well, a piece of clothing. It works. Yeah, it works definitely because the snood is like the ultimate footballer piece of clothing. So it definitely yeah, it works. Is. Uh, I well, it was, wasn't the, it? I associate the snood a lot with Mario Balotelli. I think yeah, he Mario was, Balotelli he kind or, of made it a big thing. Yeah, it was ba- Balotelli, and I think um, the other big snood wearer was uh, Sami Nasri. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, he was he was uh, keen on a snood. Talking of Mario Balotelli and clothing items, I remembered that clip this morning where he struggled to get the bib on. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. When Man City yes. played Dynamo Kiev, <laughs> and about they filmed it for like a minute, and yeah, he eventually he threw the bib at one of the kit men, <laughs> who then helped him put it on. I mean, they Brilliant. they are awkward. The the bits at the bottom do look a bit like they might be the arm bits. I, yeah, I can see but, how if you've not been confronted with one before, it's confusing. But I think you've played you're professional, professional football yeah, for like five years. Surely you've seen a bit. Yeah, yeah, and probably played amateur football where you pretty much wear them every day. Uh, yeah, you would think you'd know his way around a bib, wouldn't you? And at some um, point, he was almost certainly a baby, and thus yeah, probably must have worn a bib. Yeah. But anyway, last week was the baby 11. This week is the yeah, clothes 11. So who yeah, else have you so got for us? I've got a skirt Zuma. Oh, good, good. And that <laughs> theme, also Martin Skirt. Oh. Yeah, Martin Skirt's a good, good centre-back pair there, mate. Oh, yeah. The iron skirting at the back there. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, oh, gone for a bit of... so. I suppose this is an item of clothing. It's footwear. Loafer, Matthias. Yes. Very good. Yeah. We've got quite a defensive side so far, but that's okay. And I'm, I'm going to add another 
Well, centre back to the mix with Vincent Jumpany. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, as soon as we're playing defensive, I'll go for a Syria A urban legend, German denim, German Dennis, German yes. denim. That works, doesn't he it? He played for Napoli. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he was he was at Napoli for quite a while. He was there when they had a really good uh, front three as well. I think they had Cavani. Well, they definitely had, they? Yeah, they had Cavani and Lavezzi as well. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember who else they had up front with them, but they definitely Big had. A, a, was it? No, I don't I think, think it was, was he there. Yeah, yeah he might have been. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been Higuain. I'm trying to think if it was Higuain at the time or uh, Quagliarella, but I can't remember if they got him later on. Oh, I'm trying to think now. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be one for the Wikipedia later on, I reckon. Thankfully, I don't think we yet have enough listeners to get like an influx of yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not going to get people correcting us, are we? Definitely not. <laughs> If anything, um, if, if anything, mate, people will be taking our word for it because we're their authority on football. All the things we say on this podcast, mate, uh, people are taking away as facts. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, I'm also going to put Blouse Matweedy in there. That works. That works. On the, uh, on the Blouse um, theme, I thought it is a stretch, this one, but I thought I'd go for... Michael Blaudrup, Blaudrup, Michael Blaudrup, for uh, a decent. Do you remember him, Michael Laudrup? I, I do, I do remember him. I think Didn't he you? might might end up on the bench in this scenario. But, um, Keep him on the bench. Uh, no, yeah, the as well. aside, quite decent. Yeah, Brian. Brian yeah, well. well, could have Brian, Brian Blaudrup as well. The the Blaus brothers. Uh, <laughs> oh, great, great film with Dan Aykroyd. I remember the Blouse Brothers. Uh, I'm going to move over to a men's clothing with Chris Souton. Chris Souton. Could could we can also keep Chris Souton uh, back in case we ever do a French cuisine eleven with Chris Crouton. Chris Crouton. Good. Good. <laughs> And obviously the team can be a Serie A's Croutone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Serie B, they're in one or the other. Well, Italian, we can do uh, we can do a bread bread based snack eleven. There you go. Yeah. There's one. Um, we obviously we need a goalkeeper, so I've gone for Pepe Trainer. Another but bit he's of a sh- He's a shoe in. Yeah, he's a shoe in, <laughs> along with um, Lofa Mateus. I'm keeping warm with um, former CSK and Moscow striker Wagner Glove. Fun fact oh, about brilliant. Wagner Love, he was in a famous sex tape with a woman named Pamela Butt, which is really yeah, a great a great combination Wagner Love brilliant. and Pamela Butt. Wagner Love pummels her butt. Excellent. Yeah, I um, you may well have that. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it. Um, much oh. like the Paul Jewell sex tape, I don't believe it's out there anywhere. Um, oh, but yeah, well, it'll be somewhere. Um, we obviously we like you say we've gone quite uh, quite defensive. Although we have got a uh, 
Serie A striker in with German denim. So even still quite defensive. I'm going to finish it off with a striker, Harry Drain Pipes. Harry, Harry Drain Pipes. That works, isn't it? Sort of. No, that's all right. It's all right. Um, I will let you off on the grounds that I think you deserve to have one Spurs player in each team. So, yeah, every team. It's usually Nabil Bentaleb, isn't it? Getting us out it of is. the hole. I'm sure he'll be back in next week. <laughs> uh, I can't, honestly, I can't think of any other clothes related um, footballers there. There's probably loads that we're missing. So if anyone can think of any, just let us know. George Vest? Yeah, George Vest. I think he, he probably will thank you for the improvement on last week's. George Vest George... feeding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, the the cat, the um, talisman, talisman of the baby team. Um, right. I've usually it's you asking me a load of questions, but this week I've I've thought of some for you. Now, I just want to say that they're true or false. I can't really confirm if they're true or false or not because I haven't fact checked them. Okay. And I keep so forgetting. So I, I, ba- I basically have to guess whether or not you think this thing is true. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, oh, definitely. What a game. Right. And I've, uh, and I've got one that I can keep, that I can remember and the other two I keep forgetting. So I might just make it up as I go along here. But the one yeah, that I just... definitely, the one I can definitely remember is, uh, Basketball related, okay. right? And you got to tell me, is it true or false that basketball was invented in Scotland uh, under the reign of King Duncan, and that's where the name Slam Dunk comes from? That is a great story. I listened to a Thirty for Thirty podcast about the origins of basketball, a bit oh. and I don't, I don't think that's true. Well, sorry to say, but the guys on that podcast need to fact check, mate, because that is true. Is it really? Uh, in my head, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, okay. I don't think it is true. But it would be amazing if that was true, wouldn't it? It would. Um, so I'm 1-0 I'm up. Okay. 1-0, 1-0. After a, uh, a quick VAR review. VAR, it's gone to VAR and you're 1-0 up. Right, the other one that I can definitely remember was the colour turquoise was invented by Napoleon. True or false? Um, He was always doing mad shit, so I'm going to guess that was true. Well, I'll give you half a point for that uh, because I'm pretty sure, now like I said, I haven't fact-checked these, but it's just something that I've plucked from an anecdote in my head. I'm pretty sure that he, uh, that he, he invented the name turquoise, uh, so not the colour, for when he went to Turkey, Istanbul, and he visited the Blue, is it the Blue Mosque in Istanbul? Oh, yeah. He visited the Blue Mosque and he just, he named it Turkey after the Turks, turquoise, turquoise. Boys, so there's a little factoid for you there. Good. Um, and the last one that I've got for you, 
Northampton Town, right? Their nickname is the Cobblers, right? That's that's a true part of it. It is. But you've got to guess, is it true or false that they've been nicknamed the Cobblers because the first ever 11, when they were like an amateur side setting up, was a team made of notorious bullshitters that talked to a load of cobblers from <laughs> that, that era. I would love that to be true. I think it's probably to do with your town's shoemaking heritage instead. Well, they've co- that's a cover-up. I reckon oh, they've covered that up later on. They've said, yeah, well, look, it's obvious that we make, make shoes here. So, But the, the real fact is, when they were founded, mate, they were founded by a load of uh, charlatans that talks a load of cobblers so you can you can check that one with any northampton town fans i used to work with a guy called andy holt who was the captain when northampton won at anfield about seven or eight years ago a nice chap yeah yeah Yeah. it's a little uh, little northampton town factoid there very nice man andy holt if you're listening hope you're doing well um big up big up holty um, is there any weird stuff that you've seen in the news that you want to talk about? Because we always have a weird news story, don't we? There was a news story in the Liverpool Echo today, which said oh, paedophile who pleaded, I can't go to jail, gets locked up. So I'd just like to say <laughs> that he was, he was wrong. And it's brilliant. one of those things like, it's why you should never say you can't do anything. He was like, I can't Excellent. get locked up. And he did, so... Never doubt yourself. I think is a reminds me of. Uh, reminds me of. Have you ever heard of John Timbrell? No, I've heard of John Eberl. Oh well, when you finish, when we finish this, look up John Timbrell. He, he's featured on one of the other podcasts that I listen to quite a bit. He's basically a bloke. I think he's based in. I'm looking now. He called a judge an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's based in Somerset or something like that, and he keeps representing himself in court. And uh, he keeps saying that the the laws of England don't apply to him because he's a freeman of land. So, like, you know, when they have them like weird clauses that you can still shoot a Scotsman in Nottingham or something out of a longbow or some weird yeah. law that still exists. He, he keeps like referring back to those weird laws, going, "You cut these. This doesn't apply to me because I'm a freeman of the land." I bet anyone listening can visualise what this man looks like. From the is there a picture of him? He, there is, but he looks like he loves a ploughman's lunch. Brilliant. He, <laughs> if there's, let me guess what he looks like then, because I've not seen a picture of him. I've just heard about him. But I'm guessing he's little squat bloke, grey hair. Has he got grey hair? Yep. Little goatee beard. Has he got a goatee beard? He doesn't know. Oh, I'm picturing Bill Oddie in my head here. Uh, he's um, kind of bald on the top, and then it's bushy at the sides. Oh, yeah, okay then. So we're going for Wheatos Man instead, are we? Yeah, great shout, yeah. Wheatos Man. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, he's exactly like one of the three or four people that I would imagine him to look like, John Timbrell. Um, yeah, apparently, I've, I have it on good authority have from having looked at one picture of him that he loves a plowman's lunch. He loves the ploughman's, yeah. His favourite part of that is Baby Bell as well. I may have told you this story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. <laughs> I once went to a pub in Birkenhead 
and it was the only pub, I believe, that had above like a three and a half star rating on Brilliant. like TripAdvisor. And I got a three course meal there for nine quid. And one of the things <laughs> I ordered was a cheese board. And when the cheese board came out, it included a half wrapped baby bell. Brilliant. I like the way they've half unwrapped it to make it look sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was basically in like the cellar of a working men's club. Oh, Jesus. I hate to think where where the other cheeses come from, mate. (laughs) I I can only imagine. Um, Um, I was having a little flick through. I can't remember. I think it was on, uh, I want to say it was on like a local news for me down here, Devon Live, I think. I can't remember. I shared the story with you a while back about a hedgehog that bit that kid's toe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty weird, wasn't it? I thought that was... uh, The best thing about it is I had a look at the article and all of the comments in it, none of them were about, oh, you know, poor hedgehog or poor kid. All, All of the comments were relating to the kid's toenails that looked like they needed a clean, and the mum's nail polish that was rubbing off. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's all people were worried about. I mean, there was like the odd person who you looked at their profile picture on Facebook and they just looked like uh, amateur Terry Nutkins uh, that were like oh, yeah. trying, to, trying to offer a reasoned excuse as to why the hedgehog bit their toe. Would be so aggro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's probably looking for a place to nest. So, uh, bit your toe. She really worm. hates the he- hedgehogs. Really hate chipped off nail polish. Yeah, um, they really hate really hate unclean toenails. So she bit it uh, in a hope to get you to look at your toes and realise that you need to clean them. But, <laughs> have you ever been bitten by an animal, Luke? Oh yeah, I've been bitten by quite a few animals. Uh, uh, weirdly. I suppose that is quite weird when you think about it, because an animal bite's not really a, a, a like a common thing, is it? I suppose. But I've been bitten by a ferret. Okay. Uh, Tell me hurt. more. I used to keep ferrets, and one of them bit me through the back of my hand, Ooh. and it went it went right through like their their canine teeth that we would call them like canine teeth. They've got two on the top and two on the bottom, and they went through my skin and overlapped. And it was like, yeah, it's like it was like one of them, you know, one of them uh, staples removers that you get, but stationary, like a staple remover. Yes. It's like two big teeth. It was uh, basically like that going through the back of my hand. That hurt. Um, proper shit houses, ferrets. Yeah, that was that was a proper. Never bit me again though. After that, not because I killed it or anything. It just never bit me again. Um, I can't remember what else I've been bit by now. I've been bit. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a bite. But I've been stung by a scorpion before. Huh. That was uh, that was at college. They had a, an animal care. Did you do Did you do that uh, bee check in a scorpion holding? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, when I was at school, I used to have to go to college on Fridays, uh, probably because they thought I'd never amount to anything. So they was trying to get me some like experience uh, in college, doing various different things. And one of the one of the things I had to spend a term doing was animal care, and uh, yeah, I got bit by a scorpion or stung by a scorpion, and I had to have an injection 
Ooh. of like, I don't know what it was. They had like a little mini fridge. It looked like a fridge that you keep beers in. One of them little fridges. And uh, it had loads of like, like vi- well, not vials, but you know, uh, <clears throat> like little glass, uh, I don't know, bottles with a, a lid that you put a needle through. It had loads of them in it. And um, yeah, I just had to, have, I had to have an injection when I got stung by the scorpion. Um, Not good. Trying to think, trying to think of what else I got. I've been bit by a um, few other things. I've been bitten by a dog, but that wasn't like a major one. It just bit me on the ass because I was on a motorbike on a field, and uh, it was chasing the bike, and it jumped up and bit me on the ass. Uh, there's probably ah oh, one of the weirdest things I again I don't know if it classes as a as a bite but I've been clawed by a buzzard. Oh wow, that is very dramatic. Yeah, it was well. My uh, my granddad when he was alive, he used to have birds of prey, and uh, one of the birds that he had was a buzzard, and uh, yeah, it clawed me when I was about. 13 I think went in the cage to feed it and it flew across to grab this little chick out of my hand that I was feeding it and uh, it missed it and clawed my hand yeah. I think I've been... left I was just about to say I think I've led a less exciting life because my <laughs> only buzzard experience is I once drove through Leighton Buzzard um, <laughs> that's, that's about oh, as lively as that's got thing is right as I've never been there so you could argue that you've lived a more exciting life. It, uh, or is it really, is it shit there? I, I don't really have any strong memories other than that I've driven through. Oh, oh fair enough. Um, I've got a, another bite anecdote. We was in Florida. Oh, the last one. I was in Florida years ago and my cousin got bit by a squirrel out there. And uh, all these like American people were running over going, oh, you need a rabies shot. Like obviously over here, you get bit by a squirrel no one really you know you just forget about it wouldn't you but over there they was mad on the rabies they wanted to inject him in his stomach he didn't have it done in the end but yeah he's they was going mad for him to get a rabies shot and he is now half man half squirrel half yeah well he, he now he is a uh, secret squirrel mate he knocks about with his little mate rock and mole and uh yeah he's he is now secret squirrel Great stuff. Sunday mornings, CITV. I have a question for you, Luke. Okay, so I want your dream come dine with me lineup, but it has to include the member of a 90s boy band, a disgraced politician, and a former Arsenal player. Oh, well, uh, all right. My disgraced politician. But is he disgraced? Would would have to be Fabricant. Is he disgraced? No, he's disgraceful. Um, he, well, no, he I went don't. on that. He went on that naked bike ride, didn't he? That he did. A, he, all right. Okay, then let's say uh, disgraced politician Keith Vaz. He counts, doesn't he? Yeah, Keith Vaz. Yeah. Yeah, get Keith Vaz there. Uh, oh, oh, actually, no, scrap Keith Vaz. I'll tell you what I'll have. Uh, Ken Livingston. Okay, good. Yeah, well, uh, well Ken Livingston. Good choice. Uh, yeah, yeah, not good. Not good. 
Ken Livingston. Uh, I was going to go in and throw... And I, uh, I'm trying to think. Do I, do I go with the obvious, Brian Harvey? Uh, or do I go with someone else that I think could potentially be interesting? But how many... I mean, I know there was loads of boy bands in the 90s, but they're all pretty dull, weren't they? I mean, this is your hypothetical dinner party. You, you well, I'm going to go for Bri- I'm going to go for Brian Harvey because I reckon he's, he would be the most he would the conversation, and it could you know <clears throat> if it is come down with me, the cameras are on. He's the one who's potentially going to kick off. So for entertainment value, would have to be Brian Harvey. Um, you'd, serve up, you'd serve up the pudding, and he'd just be like Puddick, Ian Puddick. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 Puddick, Ian, Ian Puddick. Spotted dick. Oh no. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. It would be uh Brian Harvey. Um hey, you're allowed a current or former Arsenal player. Oh, I don't think I'd have any of the knobheads from the current team. Um and I mean to be honest, it's difficult for me to pick a previous one. But I think I would probably have uh Either Sol Campbell, because he's just a walking uh, breakdown, like he's bound to say something ridiculous. Um, Ray Parler, because he'd just get absolutely hammered. Or the only other one that I would have potentially would be, and I'm trying to think if I'm right here, am I right in thinking, did uh, Yossi Benayoun ever play for Arsenal? Believe so. Believe so. He did, didn't he? Because he played for he went West Ham, then he went to Liverpool, and I've got a feeling that I, I've I've got a feeling in me in my head that he went to Chelsea. But if he did go if he did go to Arsenal, I'd have Yossi Benayoun, just because it'd be interesting having a Israeli international footballer with Ken Livingston. Indeed, he did only on loan, but oh. hey, it's all allowed. He goes in. Is he in, Livingston, be- <clears throat> Livingston, Benny and Harvey. Yeah, we'll have that. What about you? Who's your dream lineup? Same, same parameters. Are we going? Uh, yeah, but seeing as I had to pick Arsenal players, I'm going to make you pick Liverpool ex ex or current Liverpool players. Okay, all right. You've already had Harvey. Would probably have been my choice. So. I'm gonna go with Ronan Keating. Yeah. Uh, just don't know. Okay. Reckon he'd be a good laugh. He was. Uh, he was uh, on my backup. It was either Ronan Keating or that one with the really fat face that used to go out of Caricatona. Ronan Keating. Uh, you will be pleased to know. Featured in an episode of Eddie Stobart's Trucks and Trailers, oh, uh, where amazing. he uh, he went to their. Uh, annual awards do uh, charity ball, and apparently he, he he waves every time he sees an Eddie Stobart truck. Brilliant. Um, not sure if it's true, but he <laughs> he's claimed so. Um, Huge anyway, is true. So I think maybe we could get him chatting about that as well. Yeah. Um, ask him which his his favourite models are. Uh, so get yeah. him on disgraced MPs. I'd maybe go with uh, Ron Davis. He was the, yeah. I think he was a Tory MP who 
was having an affair with a man and said that he was a, I think he'd gone to a badger cull, was his excuse. Yeah. And that's not the one. That's not the one that said he um, tripped and fell into uh, a bloke. Was it? Who was that? What MP was I'm not, that? I'm not sure, but we've all been there. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I've I've got Ron Davis. I've got Ronnie Keating. Keith, Keaton. Ronan. Stick Sooners in there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be excellent. I can yeah, I can imagine that now. Graham Sooners would just be getting angry at yeah. everything. I, I reckon the only things that Graham Sooners likes to consume are toast and whiskey and steak. And yeah. anything he considers those the three food groups. And three anything, food groups. Anything else served to him will be um decidedly subpar. I reckon the only other thing that he'd be well into would be scotch eggs. We talked about Scotch Edge last week as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just reckon he'd be really into them. Yeah, he'd probably eat them whole. Yeah. He wouldn't do any yeah. of that kind of slicing messing about. He just... I oh, know, he'd be straight in. I reckon, yeah. he'd, I reckon he'd get them like... Uh, like min, Not mini ones, but the like medium-sized ones and just put them straight in the hole. Two in, like a hamster, one each side. Yeah. <laughs> what a noise. Um, we don't. We don't need anyone doing sound effects. When we have you imitating Graham Sooners eating like a hamster. And um, on slightly less cheerful and less surreal football chat, Luke, I believe you wanted to chat about the current fate of Wigan Athletic. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I uh, I was I literally only just heard a little bit about it on the uh, on the radio, and they were saying that they've gone into administration. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so I think, again, I'll need to check this, but I believe they were passed down from Dave Whelan, who owned like JJB and DW Sports, to his yeah. grandson. Uh, and I, I, so, I don't yeah. know what's happened to the club since. But I think a lot of clubs are kind of... I don't think this is going to be an exceptional circumstance. And I think the last few no. have shown that a lot of clubs are kind of on a knife edge anyway because wages are They're high. They're certainly the highest level though, aren't they? They're the highest highest position football team to be in that predicament based on sort of like corona losses. Yes, so far. Um, I'm yeah. not sure they'll be the only ones because gate receipts make up such a, even at kind of lower championship level, yeah, and, the receipts, and also stuff that people buy at the ground, you know, people buying stuff for their kids at the mega store or yeah, and and like the getting your half time drinks, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, yeah, it's sad, and I think Wigan were probably one of those clubs that were a little bit further on the knife edge than some of the others, um, because I don't think they get massive gates anyway. I mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche to say that, and I've spoken to some Wigan fans that say. You know, it's a myth. But um, I don't think they get huge crowds at Wigan. No, they so, don't. Um, I don't know what I the situation th- is with who owns the stadium, but it's yeah, a, it's quite a, rugby, a big stadium for a club. Who, it is. I don't know if Wigan Warriors own it or if Wigan Athletic own it or what, but it's it's quite a big ground for a club that don't get... Yeah. Especially so it looks big em- I think it looks emptier than it is. 
really. I think yeah, they've got quite a good fan base of like hardcore fans, but there's just not a huge amount of them based on the ground that they play in. So it probably looks a lot worse than it is. Because um, I remember that always used to be like a bit of a pun when they're in the Premier League. Um, oh, you know, we're going to have got any fans and all that. But it just goes to show you, because I, I, I was uh, listening to it, and I think the last season they were in the Premier League was 2013, I think. And they won the FA Cup that year. Yeah. So yeah. literally, like, what what's that? Seven seven years ago? They winning the FA Cup in the top flight. And they've gone, well, they've gone bust. Uh, one of the, I mean, I haven't read up on it too much, but one of the interesting things for me will be if the uh, Football League are a little bit more lenient on it. Because I know when clubs go into administration, they strip them. Like when uh, Burry went in, they took points off of them and stuff like that. I mean, if yeah, they, they can did. still pay their players. I think the talk is that they're probably going to get a 12-point deduction. Um, really? Yeah, whether or not it happens. But, do you know, I think potentially this could be such a common thing in the coming months that we could see divisions where four or five clubs are pretty Slightly much... minus. Yeah, going to be in their own relegation battle for the whole season because... It's, it's, it's sad, so really, what I think the FA... Well, I say not so much the FA, but the Football League... Uh, should do is in this current climate if a team goes into administration rather than uh, punish them by taking points off of them they should be looking at what they've done wrong in terms of allowing a club to be run so close to the edge uh, you know with with the buyers that they let into clubs I'm, re- I'm genuinely surprised that Charlton haven't gone sort of that close to it at the minute because they're so they're, I think they're changing owners like every couple of months at the minute um, and I just think the the Football League have got a, have got a duty where they should be like um, I don't know what the words are like vetting these people that are coming in to buy these clubs yeah I mean ostensibly <clears throat> ostensibly does a fit and proper person's test but there doesn't really seem to be much to it. I mean, Steve no. Hale, who was the guy who took over Barry, I think he had yeah. something like 41 or 42 liquidated companies. Um, yeah. Massimo Cellino at Leeds was another example. Yeah. I mean, even to an extent, it was, um, like the Glazers, <clears throat> you know, it's... Well, who was that uh, Serbian businessman who owned, or maybe still, I don't think he does anymore. Oh, but Milan yeah, Sheffield. Mandaric. Yeah, Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, as well. Yeah, or another think he, club who went from winning the FA Cup to yeah. pretty much bust in a handful of but years. I think he was he was there when they went bust, wasn't he? Uh, and then yeah. he went, and then the football league still allowed him to go and buy Wednesday. It's a bit they should be saying, right, you've done this once, you're banned from owning football clubs in England now. But I don't know. I just think they've got more of a duty to restructure either what they should do is like I say more heavily vet who buys clubs or completely restructure it and uh, force force the teams to go into like a, a part fan ownership style business yeah like in Germany the 50 plus yeah 
And I think there'll be a lot of hunger for that in, in the Football League because I think I, the fans you yeah. get there are really are more passionate about their team, I think, than Premier League teams, you know, in terms of wanting to invest in that respect. Yeah, because they feel like they're part of the club. Well, that and they know that their money is more vital to the club than if I gave, you know, 50 quid to United. It's, <clears throat> yeah. You know, whatever it's, it's like, getting spent. If you give 50 quid to, you know, a club like Mac or Morecambe, <clears throat> chances are it's actually going to make yeah. something of a difference. I suppose the only issue with the fan model is there are probably a few clubs in the EFL who just don't have a big enough support yeah, I mean, to make it sustainable. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I wouldn't feel comfortable giving money to Gillingham because I know that it will just be money spent on a service for the self-playing piano in the lobby. Oh, yeah, or that giant... Uh, <laughs> is that a giant marble football they have? That, that's it, yeah. A, a water feature, in it? And it just spins. Yeah. <laughs> money well spent, mate. Struggling for a striker, but they've got a self-playing piano in the lobby and a giant marble football in the entrance. <laughs> Paul Scalinomics. Yeah. Moving away from the, the moving away from football for a minute, Luke. What have you what have you been up to in the uh the ten days since we last recorded? Oh. Uh what have you've, I been you doing? You finished putting a wall together, I believe. Yeah, I built yeah, built a wall today. Uh me um cousin came up from Cornwall, who is a builder, and he gave me hand well, he'd done most of it to be honest, put the wall up and I give him hand. Uh, so I finished that off. If you are a builder in Cornwall, you're surely going to have "put in the wall in Cornwall" as your slogan. Yeah, put in the put in the wall in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't got. I'll have to. I'll have to get him onto that. He'll be well up for that. I reckon he'll get it's, on his. It's van. his. I've trademarked it, but it's his for a tanner. His for a t- all right. I'll let him know. <laughs> um, other than that, mate, I haven't really been doing a huge, like, not mental stuff. I've been doing a lot of stuff around the house, you know, like uh, just bits and bobs, really. I had a new hob fitted. It's all pretty boring oh, stuff. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to um, tell us more about the hob? Uh, yeah. It, well, I had an old hob where only three three of the burners worked out of four, and I've got a new hob where I've got five burners now. And they all uh, work. And they all work, and it's easier to clean. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. You've upped your... Um, uh, yeah, you've significantly up upped your burner uh, burner numbers. Yeah. So, I've up, up ratio, hob, mate. I've, I've gained two. I've gained two. I can have... Potentially, I can have another two pots on the go now. When I'm uh, mm. knocking something up in the kitchen, so many possibilities. Have, it's meant, yeah. When I, I have a roast dinner now, mate, I can uh, I can have something other than just cabbage with it. So uh, yeah, Get thinking of that now. Roll on Sunday. <laughs> uh, what about you, mate? Have you been doing anything entertaining or? Um, last weekend, Dad. Family visit, one of my brothers and my sister-in-law. So they came over, went out for nice. some nice food, had some drinks, did um, a day trip to another kind of smallish city nearby, which has some some nice old architecture. So that was cool. Then 
so far this week. Been pretty quiet. I uh, watched um, nice. The Last Dance on Netflix, which is the um, oh, yeah. thing about Chicago <clears throat> Bulls and Michael Jordan, which is really, really excellent. Good mix of kind of yeah. archival footage and interviews and the way it kind of swings back and forth in time. Really, really nicely yeah. done. So recommend that. I need to uh I need to check that out, definitely. It's uh it, it keeps popping up on my two watch list on Netflix. It's even got Dennis Rodman got Dennis Rodman wearing a dress. What more Brilliant. you want? Kim Young Kim Young's best mate. Yes. <coughs> I'll uh yeah, I'll have to get on that. Um I wonder, what, I wonder I what they recently? chat about. What, Dennis Rodman and Kim Young un Yeah. I dunno. That's a good point, actually. What do they talk about? Presumably, they've got a translator because I don't think Dennis Robin speaks Korean, does he? I, would and I, and guess I know Kim Young. Kim, or does he not speak any English? Um, well, I don't know if he does because he didn't when he when he was talking to Donald Trump. He didn't, did he? he no, but I think if I if I had to speak to Donald Trump, I'd probably not to just pretend it. Not, yeah, just oh, not, no, not speak English. Yeah. Ah, spread you <laughs> spread you Netherlands. Encounter? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be, uh, it'd be quite uh, scary if Trump just started speaking Dutch back to you fluently. Oh. I mean, I <laughs> wouldn't understand my Dutch is still fairly basic. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely it's um, one of the things that I've need to watch. I'm trying to think in yeah, what I've been watching, but I don't think I've seen anything decent on TV. Our, uh, our, sa- our sound engineer is making some noise. Yeah, it's my dog going nuts because I've seen my neighbour out the window. I don't think there's anyone at my door. I hope not anyway. Not this time of night. Live, live drama from Unbelievable yeah. Me. Is there yeah, someone no, at Lou's door? There's, there's no one at the door. I think, oh, I've just drawn the curtains to stop him from looking. I think my neighbour's just gone out and you can see him through the slap blinds. But uh, yeah, no, there's no one at the door, so that was an anti-climax, wasn't it? Um, Disappointed. <coughs> how how good would it be if I'd like arranged a guest visit during I, the I show? I thought he was going to say something like a strippergram turn up at my house or something. Well, <laughs> that as well. But if I'd arranged a visit, you'd open the door to Paul Burrell or something. Paul Burrell or um, Michael Fabricant. Oh, Paul, Paul Burrell, all your furniture would be gone. Discre- yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just about to have my tea after this. What? I've got no cutlery. Bollocks. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> he's, just there, um, he's just there grinning. Did you know this is the princess's bit of cutlery? I was trying princess, to think there was princess, that I... princess Diana had three of these large sports direct yeah. yeah, and uh, do, do you know how I said had? They're no longer in her possession. Yeah. <laughs> There was something that I uh, something that I read about uh, is either Princess Diana or just the Royals recently, and I can't remember what it was. I was going to mention it to you. It might have been, uh, oh, it might have been that guy on my Facebook that just kept posting pictures of uh, Prince William hugging yeah. his kids and his dad, going, "Oh, this is a great picture for uh, Father's Day." It's like, oh, fuck off, uh, you know. <laughs> don't uh, don't often bust out the uh, the f word, the f bomb, but for this occasion, get fucked. Basically, it's just annoying. Do you, do, I mean, 
I, I don't know if you go on Facebook much, but I occasionally look on there and some of the utter bollocks that gets shared on there is just infuriating. Yeah, mine is a mix of people I studied with and worked with who are generally quite sound and then just other yeah. assorted <coughs> people I have on there who quite often uh, post quite a bit of nonsense. I do go on really? Facebook. It's annoying in a different way to Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Do you, do you like that, uh, that picture that I showed you earlier in the week which basically sums up Facebook? That old guy that's got a, a be kind banner in his around his picture and then his tagline on his profile is get rid of all the foreigners which is basically basically facebook in a nutshell someone following a a, a sort of be kind anti-bullying slogan uh and in the same breath get rid of all the foreigners <laughs> brilliant i once yeah. got invited um for a curry by a kind of well-known man pub uh, regular from from my hometown and he was like really right really right wing always posting stuff about like like the foreigners and get immigrants out and he's like oh do you fancy going for a curry mate i was like yeah probably gonna be all right english curry Yeah. yeah Yeah, come out, come out with me for a good English curry. Curry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, I love it. A roast dinner with some, uh, yeah. some sriracha sauce on it. Yeah, a nice bit of tikka masala on me roast spuds. But I've, uh, I, I love it. When... I've, I mentioned this before. Sorry, before I forget. Go on. Um, when I lived in Durham, there was a uh, Chinese buffet which kind of it really did try and cater to everyone and on a sunday there were two sides of it and one of the sides had chinese food and the other side had all the roast dinner stuff yeah you would see these geordie blokes with like um like a chicken curry a yorkshire (laughs) a yorkshire pudding some veg (laughs) and sweet and sour pork and a pint <clears throat> Mate, it was called that, a, it just, was in Shanghai. I don't you've know. You've just if it reminded still me. You've just reminded me of something that sounds almost exactly the same in Plymouth. Called is a restaurant called uh, Sizzle. In there, and it's it's exactly the same as that. It's just a buffet, but they've got like Chinese food, Indian food, and spaghetti. Like spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese and stuff like that. And uh, they've got a little bit there that does sushi. And uh, it's just like bog standard. It's not, you know, it's not like proper sushi. It's like bog standard sushi with like a prawn. Someone's like got some Uncle Ben's rice and a, yeah, rolled it up. a frozen prawn. <sighs> yeah, it's like a little prawn. Or a bit of a bit of tuna and mayonnaise running through it, or something like that. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and I went in there and I says uh, to this woman, I said, "What what meat is this? What's this on the uh, um, sushi?" She went, "Lamb." I was like, "What l- lamb on sushi?" She went, "I don't know, fishy lamb." I was like, "Oh, brilliant!" <laughs> and then she just went, "Oh, just eat it." 
That's what she said to me. Just eat it. I was like, oh, brilliant. Uh, I was. I went there. I think it was. Was it last? No, it wasn't last year. It was the year before. Uh, I was off for a bit of time off work for, for my birthday, and uh, me and my wife were just in town. And she says, "Oh, we'll go here. You know, you can you can eat loads in here, and it's cheap." I was like, "Oh, brilliant! Sounds like my what kind a of romantic uh, lunch. My kind of place, yeah." So I thought, right, I'm going in for a uh, succulent Chinese meal. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went in there and we got in maybe 15 minutes before it had like, opened. So we was like waiting for them to open. And in front of me was, I, I can't, dis- I mean, there was, a, there was two mums and two sons. The two mums were like just regular women the two lads that were with them must have been about i don't know 15 16 but they were about 23 stone each they were massive lads and uh, they were sat near me when we got in and they were loving the spaghetti they were on the spaghetti they one lad he piled his plate full of spaghetti carbonara right and it was a ma- it was a mountain of carbonara i mean you know i like to eat food and i'm a fat fucker myself, but same. He, he had a he, he, honestly, mate. It was piled up on his plate, like it looked like a little uh, Kilimanjaro on his plate. And it, I looked at it and I thought, I, I can't carbo. Can I make this work? <laughs> carbo manara? No, a carbo tower cracker. T- no, it's a he, uh. Anyway, I saw him pile that up and I thought, oh, fair enough. He's just, you know, he's not into Chinese or whatever. He's he's just into spaghetti bolognese and that's what he wants. So he had a massive plate of that. Then he walked over and he put sushi on top of the carbonara. Oh. Like little, uh, little sushi rolls on top of it. I thought, oh, that's, I mean, creamy sauce with that fish and rice and that. Probably horrible, isn't it? But he ate it. He loved it. He's loving it. And went up. For, he went up for seconds. So, you know, it must have been nice. Own. Yeah, must own. have been nice. I'm trying to think. What's Talking it? of, uh... <clears throat> go on. Sorry, I was, gonna say. I was just thinking. One of the things. So I went to Japan last year. One of the strangest things I ate. They have this dish in um, Hiroshima called Opanamiyaki, and it's like yeah. the weirdest mix of things. It's like a massive omelette. Yeah. With herbs. And the inside of it is like stuffed with fish, yeah, and other stuff. It's hard to describe, but it is. It's got, and then they put like a tangy <clears throat> barbecue sauce on the top. It's yeah. one of the strangest mixes of anything I've ever had, <clears throat> and that's so um, filling. I went like I'm not normally like super full from yeah a meal, but I was just like I was sat in there for like half an hour after I'd finished. It's going, weird, isn't it? No, Japanese I'm going food's nowhere, really. Lads. Uh, Get me a bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lay them down. I think that's probably why they eat on the floor, isn't it? Japanese when when they're at home and that they sit down lower down on the floor, probably just because they're so full. Just lay out, roll over, go sleep on their little uh, cushions. We, um, me and my uh, missus, want to go to Japan. It's one of the places that we've always wanted to go to, but obviously because we've got kids in there now, it's not like a decent place to go with kids, is it? Because it's quite, I mean, it probably is, but it's quite, uh, if, you, if you're if you not used to going abroad, Japan's like 
alien, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in a lot, okay, in a lot of ways, it's it's pretty different. It's not it's not like nipping to Benidorm, is it? Put it that way. But um, no, <laughs> we we want to go there, and our we've got Japanese friends <clears throat> that come over to Plymouth, so we've got like a Kawasaki engineering plant in Plymouth, oh, and nice. uh, one of the guys exchanged over here. We made friends of them. It was through the university because my wife was learning to speak Japanese at the time. Uh, and they paired us up with his wife who couldn't speak English. So it was oh, like, nice. uh, if, you, really if cool. you teach her English, yeah, it was good. And uh, we met up with them and they were like really good friends. We went out all the time with them to like restaurants and stuff like that. And he used to, they used to come over because they had a couple of kids themselves. And uh, they've like said to us to go over there. I think they live in Kyoto. Yeah, or somewhere Kyoto, like that. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they live live around that area. I think they've said to us to go out to go out and visit them. So I'd love to. But we, um, it was really weird because when they lived in Plymouth, we went round their house and they had like a a grill for the for the dining room table. And I was like, oh yeah, these are like everyone in Japan has these. <clears throat> and he had a, a setting like a, a tray for it and it looked like a baking tray and basically just was mixing up like scrambled egg with hot dog like a sliced up hot dog or a bit of octopus and was just putting it in this egg and then making like these little egg balls and uh we was eating them and i can't remember what they're called now i want to say it's tucky tucky yaki but i think it's something else but we was just eating them and like usually if you're just picking at stuff you think oh it's not going to fill me up but for some reason japanese food it's like loads of little things but it it fills you right up you get you're stuffed on it but uh yeah it's all it was always quite weird because we used to go over and he'd be like knocking us up something proper japanese food and he'd be casually drinking like a an english real ale is that proper no. in, in into them yeah Bit of a weird combo, but he was into it. So, <clears throat> yeah, Japan, weird old country, but definitely want to go there. <coughs> Have you um, you got any other weird news that you want to talk about this week, mate? Or no, I I looked around today, but I I don't think people have been being terribly ridiculous this week. No, I don't think there's anything that's so... nothing that's really jumped out at me. I mean, it's not many um, wild anecdotes to pull out, really. I mean, once 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 the pubs are back open, I mean, we've got enough for like a five-hour show. Yeah, yeah, that'll be uh, uh, big content content for weeks there, won't it? <laughs> Definitely. Only a matter of time. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll say I've got. Nothing else that I can think of, mate. Unless you want to add anything in. No, I think we've covered all the uh, the yeah, all the topics, bases. Uh, dubi- <laughs> dubious buffets, wig and athletic. Uh, yeah, everything. Hedgehog attacks. Yeah, hedgehog attacks. <laughs> Brilliant. Good stuff, right? Take it yeah, easy. Nice Thanks one. for listening, and see you later, Luke. See you later. Bye.